helping you plan for a successful retirement and what's right for you and your family. This is The Aging Hour with Bill Davis and elder law attorney Phil George of Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome aboard, and uh, let's see, a big voice guy, disclaimer oh, guy, yeah. just uh, he just cashed his check. Yes. So he's um, he's got us all covered here, huh. I think, uh, on uh, all his legal right? It's the Aging Hour, brought to you by Safe Harbor Once Legal again. Solutions. That's the guy over there yeah. uh, you want to talk to, uh, Phil George, elder law attorney, counselor at law. I'm Bill Davis. Uh, I just uh, pushed the buttons here and put up with the uh, dis- <laughs> disclaimer guy. Uh, anyway, how, you okay? you right? Yeah, doing real good. How okay. about you? Excellent. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem. We're here, by the way, every Saturday and Sunday. Yes. One o'clock. One o'clock. Uh, to help you out as much as possible when it comes to aging. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll get into some uh, specifics uh, here in just a moment. If you have a question or if you got a comment uh, for Phil or a topic, uh, you can always email him. Here's his email address, radio at safeharborlegal.com. Mm-hmm. That's radio at safeharborlegal.com. We'll uh, make sure we address it on an upcoming show all right, so what do you got today? Ah, uh, we got three good ones came in this week. First mm-hmm. one, can you help me explain to my neighbor about wills and trusts? You've done that before. Uh, I have, yeah. and we mm-hmm. will do it again. Right. Second one, I don't like my son's wife. How can yeah. I make sure she doesn't get anything? She gets bupkis, right? Yeah. I like these. <laughs> right? I like these. What's our third one? Uh, help. I need help picking an agent. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. So, and then my final, the, the best mm-hmm. one, right? The wrap-up. That's right. Exactly. And by the way, talking about the wrap-up, uh-huh. do you still have that... Um, Yes. That proposition yep. out for everybody yeah. that uh, if you want to email Phil yeah. at RadioSafeHarborLegal.com yep. and say, hey, yay or nay right. on the wrap-up. We're not yeah. talking about ending the show early. Right. But if you don't want Phil to go over everything he's exactly. gone over before and you just want him to talk about where Taylor Swift is exactly going to be this right. week. Other or, things. Or things pop my, culture ex- or sports. Uh, the, the Seahawks, whatever <laughs> which else. have nothing to do with exactly aging. Exactly right. We'll be happy to we do We would. We okay. would make that change for you. So uh, how's the voting going so far uh so far it's about one to three in favor of keeping the wrap up oh okay Mm -hmm. all right yeah so that makes it easier exactly we need better voter turnout yeah well you know whatcom (laughs) county uh i know when they had uh, the election uh uh, back uh, a ways back Uh 50 percent of whatcom county uh came out and voted and it was the highest in washington the highest everybody else was like 30 35 percent all the different counties not not whatcom county 50 i'd love to see it a lot higher than that sure 50 percent was the highest of the state that is amazing that's pretty cool it's also amazing like you're saying that 50 percent is considered very high yeah you would think that everybody that can vote but it's easier to sit around and complain it needs to be like those third world dictator countries where 100 percent of the people vote for the dictator absolutely you go wait isn't that there's something wrong with that i'd be willing to bet that if you gave everybody who voted a ten dollar gas coupon card everybody do it yeah yeah let's jump into our first email question here i was talking to my neighbor the other day about wills his mom had uh, passed away Uh, he was telling me uh, that his family paid more than ten thousand dollars to take her will through probate took several years Mm -hmm. that uh, i know you've you've talked about that before absolutely he didn't think there was any way to avoid probate and thought that a person uh, should have 
a will. Uh, I told him about your radio show and that you talked about this stuff every weekend. He said he would listen in. Oh, boy. Shiny new nickel. Oh, boy. We get an, <laughs> we, Phil and I get a nickel for every new listener. My wife's going to be uh, so would proud. Would you go over the differences between wills and trusts and how to avoid probate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so this is a good one, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking to your buddy. Your buddy thinks, well, man, I just went through uh, probate for my mom, and everybody has to go through probate because I did, and what mm-hmm. does it look like, and all that kind of stuff. And so... Yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. Good question. Uh, so let's jump into it. Yeah. Uh, the difference between a will sure. and a trust, I know you have chronicled yeah. this before, but Absolutely. there are big differences. So We like trusts. Yes. Wills are okay, but yes. trusts are better. So wills and trusts basically accomplish the same thing. They both basically say where you want your assets to go when you pass away. Mm-hmm. They just do it in an entirely different way. You see, with a will, you... A will is a vehicle, is a document that's designed to go through probate, and a revocable living trust is a document that helps you bypass probate. Let, um, let's uh, let's jump into probate. Sure. Uh, about uh, you know, what people, uh, we've talked about it many times before, sure, sure. but it's something you, if you can avoid, right. it's really good. Let's uh, take us through probate. So in Washington, you have to go through probate if you die and you own either real estate or more than $100,000 in other assets. Um, basically, what happens is, Somebody passes away, you have to go to court, and it's it's really the court's way of, of uh, making sure that you paid your final tab when you mm-hmm. checked out, so yeah. that before your family ends up distributing all of your assets, they want to make sure that you paid your last power bill and all that kind of thing. And so, uh, really, it's, it's uh, going in front of the court a few times. Um, it is letting the court know how much you had in assets and who your creditors are. And then allowing all your family members the, the the right to come forward and make any kind of objections and mm-hmm. then distributing the assets according to the terms of the will. And mm-hmm. so the whole thing on average starts at about $6,500 here in Washington and lasts about a year and a half. Hmm. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. let's 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 stay on wills for a second. Right. Uh, you've got a will. Yep. Let's say uh, both of you have a will. Right. Uh, it, but it doesn't mean that when the husband passes away, everything automatically goes to the wife, right? Right. Yep. And this is a pretty common misconception. I get yeah. this a lot, right? People think that if, if, if my wife and I have wills and I pass away, that when I pass away, everything just does. Automatically, just, right? just goes automatically doesn't to my happen. wife. It doesn't happen that mm-hmm. way at all all and this really catches people by surprise it gets pretty nasty but people do that 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 thought is out there that because washington's a community property state mm-hmm. that when one spouse passes everything goes to the other spouse and that's not how community property in Washington works. Mm-hmm. Community property doesn't say that when I pass away, everything goes to my wife. Community property says that I get to do with my half whatever I want to do. Mm. I can give it to my wife if I want to, uh, or I can give it to a person down the street, or I can give it to my church, or I can give it to my kids. I but can that's got to be specified in the will, right? Uh, yes, exactly so, right. So if it's not... Exactly it's, right. Yeah. And then the state gets to decide. So right. if you don't have a will, that's really bad. Then, then the state gets to decide where your stuff goes and mm-hmm. what happens then. Yep. Okay, so that's a will. Yes. So let's tell us how a uh, trust works. Yes. Yeah. So if if the rule is that you have to go through probate if you own either real estate or more than $100,000 in other assets, what we do is we create a revocable living trust. And with a revocable living trust, what you're basically doing is creating a legal bucket. Then you put all of your assets in the bucket. You put your home in the bucket. You put your bank accounts in the bucket. You uh, put your vehicles in the bucket. You put your LLCs in the bucket. Everything goes in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Now, when you die, uh, in the eyes of the government, you didn't own anything. The bucket owned everything. So mm-hmm. if my wife and I have wills, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if my wife and I have trusts, yeah. and I pass away, um, 
my wife doesn't have to go to court and doesn't have to go th- pay the $6,500 or take the year and a half to go through probate to get my name off our home. Mm-hmm. She just carries on as the trustee and she can sell the home or refinance it or do whatever she wants. Hmm. And then when she passes away, our kids don't have to go through probate. Whoever we've named just takes over as trustee when she passes away and they can distribute the assets in the trust in just mm-hmm. a matter of a couple of weeks. Um, ends up being pretty easy. So the assets uh, you got to put in there probably what, like real estate? Yep. Uh, what, what about money? Yep. What, uh, what's the so dollar the, amount there? The trigger is real estate and $100,000 in other assets, right? Okay. So usually it's the real estate and the, and the cash investment accounts, mm-hmm. things like that, uh, uh, savings accounts, money market accounts, those types of things. For accounts like IRAs and 401ks, usually we change the beneficiary designations if mm-hmm. we want to put those in the trust. But you have to be really, really careful. A lot of times I'll talk to people and they'll say, oh, well, I've got this small account outside of my house that I want to keep outside the trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's my, my fun money kind yeah. of account, right? What's the rule? And I tell them, well, the rule is if it's less than $100,000, then your spouse should be okay. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, and I'm dealing with the issue like right now with one of my clients um, with a local bank who shall remain nameless. Okay. Um, but husband died. There was a fun money account. There is about eight thousand dollars in the account. Okay. Um, mom, uh, he they had a trust, so everything else is in mom's name already. The only thing that's outside is this eight thousand dollars. Now the law says that the wife is supposed to be able to take what's called an affidavit of small estate to the bank, and the mm-hmm. bank's just supposed to hand it over because it's yeah. less than a hundred thousand dollars. The bank is telling her to go pound sand. Huh. They're telling her that she has to go through a probate. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're telling her she has to go through probate and pay $6,500 to receive to the, an $8,000 account, Love. right? Love. which it makes it just not even worth your time. No. And, the, and the bank knows that. And the mm-hmm. bank also knows that if... You know, if you do try to challenge them in court or anything like that, they've got armies of lawyers. And so it's going to cost you 10000 bucks to hire an attorney to even look at it. And so, mm-hmm. again, it doesn't make sense financially. And unfortunately, there's a lot of banks doing this right now. So my recommendation for people with trusts is don't keep a fun money account out yeah. of your trust. Make sure everything is in your trust. You have uh, you've talked about uh, the uh, the good things that happen with the sure. trust, like yeah. uh, you know, the kids get protected, yeah. uh, avoiding estate taxes, yeah. you know, yeah. things like that. Absolutely. Is it a good idea for uh, everybody? Trust? Well, it's it. You know, that's one of those things. As as an you know, you never can never say it's good for everybody because mm-hmm. there are other people out there that that maybe a trust isn't best for them. If you got, uh, if you don't have enough in assets, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't own real estate or you don't have more than a hundred thousand dollars in other assets or, well, let's say you don't have a spouse or you don't have kids or you just mm-hmm. want to leave all of your money to charity yeah. or whatever else. The point of a revocable living trust is you're trying to make life easier for your spouse and you're trying to make life easier for your kids. Mm-hmm. If you don't have enough money or assets to trigger probate, or you don't have a wife or kids, then a lot of times it just doesn't make sense to to have a trust. Then you Mm -hmm. can just get by with a a standard old will and everything will be just fine. Well, to find out uh, which would work for you, uh, they can give you a call for a one-hour free consultation, uh, Mm 360-746-7169. You can also set that up by uh, emailing Phil at uh, radio at safeharborlegal.com. Uh, next. Next up, I don't like my son's wife. How can I make sure that she doesn't get a darn thing? Love it. 
Yeah. I love these emails. Uh, we'll uh, continue on with that <laughs> with uh, the Aging Hour here on KGMI. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. If you're a working mom like me, you have plenty to worry about. I worry about my kids, my husband, my job, my parents, and society in general. I know I should be getting my affairs in order, but my mental load is maxed out. Well, one worry I can take off your plate is what will become of your kids if something was to happen to you or your husband. The friendly estate planning and elder law attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal specialize in listening to what is important to you so they can help you create an estate plan to avoid probate, to choose who would be the guardian of your children, and to reduce or eliminate death taxes. Let the good folks at Safe Harbor Legal take the stress out of your estate planning. To learn more, listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. on KGMI 790. We answer your questions about aging and show you a better way to think about estate and retirement planning. For more information, to make an appointment, or to access podcasts of our previous shows, you can go to www.safeharborlegal.com. That's www.safeharborlegal.com. Let us help you get your estate planning in order. How confident are you in your estate plan? Confident enough to know you won't run out of money from uncovered long-term care costs? Confident enough to know you won't be forced out of your home against your wishes? Confident enough to know you'll never become a burden on your loved ones? If you aren't 100% confident in your estate plan, it's not the plan for you. Don't risk it and don't wait until it's too late. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will make sure you can lead a dignified retirement and offer your family peace of mind. So you'll never have to worry about exorbitant expenses, being forced from your home, or becoming a burden. And if you don't have an estate plan yet, the attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions are there to guide you. Put your plan in place today so you can prepare yourself and your family for the future, no matter what it holds. Safe Harbor Legal will show you exactly how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Thanks again for joining us. It's our uh, second segment here on the Aging Hour, powered by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions is powered by Phil George. Yeah. Phil, the guy with three first names. Oh, boy, right? Phil Ray George? I could be a country singer. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. You could. Ha! 
<laughs> nice to see you. He is an um, elder law attorney yes. and uh, counselor at law. Yes. He, he's got all the tips to uh, to help you age. And tricks, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you needed help. We pretty much cover everything. Uh, <laughs> if you got a topic, if you got a question for Phil, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Radio at safeharborlegal.com. That's radio at safeharborlegal.com. You can also uh, call Phil, leave a message at uh, 360-746-7169. Yep. Our next email question. It's a good one. Drama. I need your help. Mm. This person says, I really don't like my son's wife. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Phil. Oh, here we well, go. Well, you just better <laughs> learn to love her. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, d- does anybody watch Dr. Phil anymore? Uh, is he even on the air anymore? He is. Is he? He is. And he's from my home state of Texas, but I don't oh. I don't claim him. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway. Okay, so I need your help. I really don't like my son's wife. I don't think she treats him well, and I think she's bad with their money he's almost 40 and he should he should know better but apparently he doesn't i'm sorry i don't mean to laugh at your situation my apology i can you find it in your heart to forgive me uh my husband passed away a couple of years ago and i have a decent size estate i'm worried about what will happen if i just leave all my assets to my son how can i make sure that she gets buckets, man, so which mom, means she don't get nothing. Nothing at all. So okay. mom just doesn't like the daughter-in-law yeah, at all. Right. I wonder what happened there. Yeah, something, something, something's going on. That maybe, they, I, you know something? When you when you uh, send us these emails, yeah. we would like more specificity yes, because we, we love getting into the drama. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd like to know exactly why. What okay. happened? So Did, you don't like her and she doesn't no, want her to get any money. Maybe something happened during the dance at their wedding or something yeah. like that. I'd like to know. I'm assuming that you never get this question at all. <laughs> right? <laughs> this this comes this is probably Does this one happen of the most a lot for you? questions. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. My you know, it's and it's something about sons too. Sons mm-hmm. just end up marrying bad in the eyes yeah. of their moms, and then the moms want to know how do I keep that that gal from getting any of my money? Well, Dr. Phil, what should she do? Here we go. So yeah. there's a couple things you can do. So first you want to make sure that you at least have a conversation with your son, right? Yeah. Have a talk with him. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about how you can uh, how you can use a trust to, ah, to protect your we assets. We talk about that a Absolutely. lot here. So we'll talk about feelings and trust today. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's, more, it's a warm and fuzzy. Absolutely. And you get nothing. <laughs> you know, it. when when I hear that, I think of Judge Smales yes. in, uh, in Caddyshack, Caddyshack with, uh, what was his his nephew's uh, name? Was Spalding? Uh, Spalding. Yeah, and Spalding says, I yeah. want a hamburger. Yeah. I want to cheat. You'll get nothing and, and like, like it. it. <laughs> That's what she wants. The daughter. She yes. wants to look at the daughter-in-law and say, you get nothing and, and you'll like, like it. it. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the options. Uh, let's talk about right. talking to her son so, first. So, so talk to your son first, right? This is one of those things. If this sounds like this might be her only son, right? And so Sounds like it, So yeah. make sure you at least have a conversation with him. Make sure that this isn't something that just completely surprises him yeah. out of the blue. Yeah. Because if you're not real careful with this kind of thing, if you just go and you 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 make the daughter real mad, the daughter-in-law real mad, or or now you start writing her out of wills and stuff like that, I, you know, and she finds out, she probably is going to exert a lot more influence over your son than you do. Cause and a little then, more problem. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a chance mm-hmm. that you lose your relationship sure. with your son. Yeah. So you got to be real, real careful of how you approach these things, these mm-hmm. things so that you just don't 
alienate absolutely everybody. If um, if she's going to set up a trust, right. I guess, for her son with right. her assets, what would that look like? Right. So really what you end up doing is you're creating what's called uh, an inheritance protection trust mm-hmm. inside of your revocable living trust. And what that means is that when mom passes away, the son just doesn't get his inheritance directly. Yeah. So a lot of times people think that... Um, you know, that if mom was to pass away and everything went to the son, that everything would be separate, right? Mm-hmm. And the son, he wouldn't have to worry because it was separate from the wife and and all that kind of good stuff. But if, and that's true to an extent, right? If you leave your kids money directly, um, then initially when they first receive it, it's going to be separate from 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 their spouse. Mm-hmm. But it takes about a second and a half to commingle those funds. So yeah. if the son receives the money and then he puts it into an account that's owned by him and the wife, there you commingled. Go. Yep. If he puts the money into an account of his own, but then he uses it to go you know, buy things for the house or, mm-hmm. or pay the mortgage or things like that, then boom, you're commingled again. And so mm. you have to set these things up correctly. You have to put it into a trust for mm-hmm. him. And then mom gets to state the terms. Mom does, gets to say what happens. Does she need a trustee for this yes. probably? Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, and remember folks, for those of you that have been listening for a while, a trustee is a person who manages the assets inside of a trust. Mm-hmm. And so when mom passes away, if she puts assets inside of an inheritance protection trust for her son, she has to then choose who is going to be this person is, who is can it, manage is this it trust. A, a bad thing? Can she make her son the trustee or would that not be advisable? No, you you oh, really can't because okay. if you make your son the trustee, that's and the beneficiary too close, then, right? Yeah. If you, if you're the beneficiary of the trust mm-hmm. and you're the the trustee of the trust, then if you go through a bankruptcy or if you go through a divorce or anything like that, I bet the courts kind of yeah, look at that and go, "Hey, wait laugh. a minute." They say yeah. you have total control over those assets, so yeah. use those assets in that trust that are supposed mm-hmm. to be for your benefit to pay right. off your bills. So you have to do something else. Okay, so son probably shouldn't be managing the trust, right? right. Right. So, and there are other ways that you can look then for trustees. And this is a big problem for a lot of people. Who Mm -hmm. do I pick to act as the trustee of this trust for my kid? And there's obviously it's in the name. You have to be able to trust them, right? And well, so, if she, if she, if this if this was their only son, right? Uh, so it's not going to be uh, probably you know a. Um, uh, a son or a daughter, right? Uh, friends, yeah, uh, sure, or or nieces and nephews mm-hmm. or cousins, other mm-hmm. family members. You can do, uh, you can go to your church, you can go to other professionals, things like that. There are other things you can do if you want to, if you want to find somebody to to run the trust, basically for your son. Mm. Absolutely, okay. um, trustee. You, you got to pay him a lot of money. You, what well, do you think? sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And so you always. That comes in two different styles. If you're talking about somebody who's just a lay person, this is a friend or a family member or, you know, and they're a different situation, your other kid or something like that. I always like to give people the ability to pay themselves mm-hmm. because it allows them, you know, it's a big job. Yeah. And so, you know, usually what we do is we say that they would go to a bank in the city that this person was living in. They'd ask their trust department how much they charge to do this kind of work, and then the trustee could charge the same amount. Mm, Um, For professionals, though, for for churches or professionals or law firms or anything like that, it's a little bit different. At that point, then, they're going to have a a posted fee structure. And you got to be careful with this one because I've seen these fee structures get to be pretty expensive, Mm -hmm. upwards of maybe 1.5% to even 3% of the estate. And if mom's got a million bucks, right, that's yeah. that's up to $30,000 right. to pay this person. And so, yeah, you, yeah, you have to be extremely careful. Um, I just had a thought. Uh-huh. Let's say this this would be, the, hopefully this would solve everything. Right. 
uh, let's say yeah. the son yeah. finally gets fed up right. with the wife if there's some nefarious stuff going on that right. the reason the mom doesn't like the wife and suddenly right. the son goes, yeah, okay. I don't like her either. I, I don't like her either. Yeah. You, he ejects her. Right. Uh, he, uh, he gets divorced. Yes. Wife's not in the picture anymore. Yeah. What, uh, what happens then? So if you, if, if you have a well-constructed trust, then you can actually and, – and if, if truly the only purpose for having this trust is that mom wants to make sure that the daughter-in-law doesn't, doesn't have it, mm-hmm. then you can put a provision inside of the trust that says that, you know what, if the son becomes single, um, then, yeah, he can okay. get all the money. He, he can Absolutely. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to keep it in the trust forever if this bad person goes away. Yeah. Uh, so mom truly has all sorts of power here as far as, as what she can do. I I was, I was going to ask you about what kind of control uh, yeah. can mom exert over their ki- yeah. her kids' inheritance. Well, and this is an important thing. A lot of people, they think, okay, well, I want to make sure that my kids can't go in and touch the money directly. But they don't think about what that, uh, you know, what kind of triggers they could put in place or what kind of protections they could put in place. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're in Whatcom County or, or Island County or San Juan County or even Skagit County, if you own real estate, just by owning real estate, that means usually you have close to a million dollar estate, right? So you have to be careful when you're giving people money. Uh, if you think about it, you know, um, if you just dump three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars up to a million dollars in somebody's lap, that's a lot of money for somebody to get yeah. in just a windfall. And there's a lot of people out there who who giving them that much money all at once isn't mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah. And so the protection you can put in place is almost unlimited. You can say that uh, your son has to go and talk to a certified financial planner before mm-hmm. they can access their money, or they have to see a certified financial planner every year so they can have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. You can say that the kid only gets a specific amount every year. Oh, that would be smart. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. can say that they only get to use the money for specific purposes. Like mm. they only get to go to, they only get to use it to go to college. And then mm-hmm. at that, they can only use it to go to the University of Washington and they could never use it to go to Oregon. And you, you, you could say, oh, you, Mr. Husky Homer said, you, you can say just about anything you yeah. want to, right? Okay. You can, you can say if there's, if there's five or $600,000 in this, then you can say that they only get the interest every year and the principal has to remain intact to go to their yeah. kids or something along those lines. It's almost unlimited what you can do with these. When I sit down with people, my job is to tell them what the possibilities are. Mm-hmm. And then they go and they say, okay, this makes sense for my family. or This makes sense for my family. And then we just kind of put it together. From Best thing uh, for mom to do, give you a call. 360-746-7169 and, uh, and get this uh, set up. Two things she needs to do. She needs to call you. And secondly, she needs to make a video yes. uh, for that before she passes away. Okay talking about son gets this and look daughter-in-law right in the eye and say you get nothing exactly (laughs) all right we're gonna uh, our next email question has to do with what Uh, they want to pick an agent yeah i said help i need an agent okay we'll do that next on uh, the aging hour here on kgmi did you know that if you have a will your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die that's right a will is designed to take your estate through probate That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. 
Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. When you are a working mom, you wear a lot of different hats. You're the one making sure your family gets to school and work on time. You're the one making sure your family is happy and healthy. And you're the one that will probably be taking care of your parents if something was to happen to them. With everything else on your plate, your mental load is already maxed out. Well, I can help you when it comes to your parents. The friendly estate planning and elder law attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal specialize in listening to what is important to you and your parents so that they can help your family create an estate plan to avoid probate, mitigate long-term care costs, and to reduce the burden on your family. Let the good folks at Safe Harbor Legal take the stress out of your family's estate planning. To learn more, listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. on KGMI 790. We answer your questions about aging and show you a better way to think about estate and retirement planning. For more information, to make an appointment, or to access podcasts of our previous shows, you can go to www.safeharborlegal.com. That's www.safeharborlegal.com. Let us help you get your estate planning in order. Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. And we're jumping back into the big show. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions brings you the aging hour Mm -hmm. uh, here on KGMI. Mm -hmm. I'm Bill Davis along with uh, elder law attorney Phil George. Uh, also, counselor at law. Yes, you always talk about these uh, pearls of wisdom uh-huh. that uh, that you hand out. I I'm just you know I'm just the joker on I, on this side. I'm I'm I, the one who keeps the train on the track, but you're the one who has all the wisdom. <laughs> uh, and a lot of times, uh-huh. people are a little too busy yes. uh, on Saturday or Sunday right. at 1 o'clock to right. listen to us. Yes. So there uh, there are other options. There are. Mm-hmm. So we have beautiful, wonderful podcasts of mm-hmm. the show out there. So if you're listening the in your car. The most beautiful podcast. Right. This is according this to is the former president. Absolutely. They would be the most this beautiful. The, the, perfect, the most perfect. The perfect podcast. <laughs> we have the perfect podcast to share with your family, with yeah. your parents. So if you're if you're traveling around in your truck or you're in your shop or, or you're going shopping and you're listening to the show and you think to yourself, oh, what, did I hear that correctly? Or, mm-hmm. oh, I really need to, want to share that with my friends or my family. Or I want to take this back and play it at the party tonight so everybody can listen to this. <laughs> yeah. uh, this <laughs> That'll is, be a hell of a party. Yeah. Jeez. Let's rock out with the aging hour. <laughs> but the best way to do it is to find our, or the best way to find our podcast, mm-hmm. I should say, is go to my website, uh, safeharborlegal.com. That's www.safeharborlegal.com. 
scroll down just a little bit and you will see links to all of our all of our old shows um you can search by keyword mm -hmm. i was upset to find out that you cannot search by either turd or rutabaga uh, it's a shame uh, so is, is there something in the metrics i mean did they not allow that or what what's how does it, I, it just wasn't you know it okay. just wasn't an option that they put in there right. which upsets me but uh, you gotta talk to your it people i I, about that, I do you know i do and it but it turns out that my wife is the it person so most <laughs> well, of the time i just say yes ma'am no, ma yeah i was yeah. gonna say you'll yeah. be treading yeah, on exactly. uh, eggshells <laughs> yeah there but anyway they go to your website yes. uh com. yes and they can find our podcast let's jump into our next email question here we're here to help uh, my wife and I listen to your show every weekend. Is that two, two nickels? More. Yeah. We've gotten four bright right. new shiny right. nickels today. This I'm is, telling you. This by is the, a red letter day. By the end of right. the time that you and I are finished yes. with our relationship here, right. we'll have enough for a couple of lattes. Ah, nice. We'll anyway. have a roll of so nickels. these people say, you've convinced us we need to get our trust in place. Good for you. Uh -huh. We plan to make an appointment with you, but Perfect. we're in a bit of a pickle here. It says, you see, my wife and I concentrated on our careers during our lives, uh -huh. and we don't have any children. Well, I Total thumbs up for me, but that's just me. <laughs> right? I know you're the dad of two. I don't mean to cast aspersions. No, that's but fine. I never had kids, and I never wanted there kids. There are times when I wake up in the morning, Bill, <laughs> and I think to myself, good the, Lord, what have I done? You know, my, my <laughs> I'm the only one in my family who didn't have kids, and uh -huh. my older brother constantly says to me, he says, I think you're the smartest one of all of us. And said, okay. So they don't have any kids. Uh -huh. We also don't have any other family members in the area. Okay. Uh -huh. For folks like us that have a lot of assets, but nobody to really help us our age. Agent, what can we do? Does it make sense uh, to even make our documents or, you know, do their documents if we right. don't have a, a family that we can name as our uh, executors? You know, it's almost mirrors what Lisa and I are going through. We don't yeah. have any kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've got family, but they're right. And all of our away. families back in Texas. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, the same thing. Okay, yeah. so where do you want to start with it? So this is initially, let's start with um, basically, so he talked about, they're asking about agents. and he, he mentioned executors. And I think that one of the, the first things we should talk about is what does that mean? Mm -hmm. um, we talk about agents and executors and powers of attorney and trustees and all that kind of stuff. And so sometimes people get confused as to what we are actually talking about. Okay. Do you want to go one by one? Like, yeah. like so, okay, trustee is what? Yeah, so a trustee is, is basically a person who manages... Um, a trust. Okay. A, a trustee is the person who's in charge of making decisions That'd for a trust. Easy. Executor? An executor uh, is the person who gets to make decisions in a will. And sometimes uh, those people are called personal representatives now. So apparently that term executor has fallen out of favor. So we refer mm -hmm. to them as personal representatives they're now. So they're talking about getting mm -hmm. an agent. So what is an exactly. agent? And an agent is an overarching term for anybody that does work on your behalf. Okay. So a trustee is your agent who manages the trust. A uh, personal representative or an executor is your agent who manages your will. And so all these folks uh, work for you. Um, they just kind of have different names and different labels. And so okay. because we're talking about a lot of different documents, trusts and powers of attorney and everything like that, most of the time on this show, I will just talk about kind of the, the blanket term agent, okay. which is anybody that would work for you. Okay. So um, they have a sizable asset, yep. a, a sizable estate. Uh, yep. They don't have any children, right. don't have any family, friends or whatever in, in, the, air, uh, in the area. Well, maybe they yep. have friends. But anyway, sure. what's, what's, what are their options? What's so they there, there are a few different options. And so if people don't have family in the area, mm -hmm. what I do is I kind of go down a list. So first we do friends and neighbors yeah. and social clubs, then your church. Uh, you can use your attorney and then you can use other professional fiduciaries. And that's usually the list that I go down. Uh I was thinking about making, okay, you make a friend right. your agent. Right. Uh, somehow I'm sensing 
pitfalls, but I mean, right. is it a good idea? So sometimes, right? So this is the, the problem with making your friends, or in this one, a lot of times in, in uh, retirement communities, you can use your neighbors too under the same category. Mm-hmm. The problem is most of the time they're just your exact same age, right? And so if you name your friend or if you name your neighbor as your agent, um, then you know they're kind of in the same health boat as you because, yeah. again, they're right around the same age. Okay. And so sometimes what works is you can almost create a kind of a, an agent co-op, if you will, where if you have three or four friends or you have three oh, or four different yeah. neighbors that can get together, mm-hmm. you can kind of say, okay, now we're going to kind of pool our resources. Everybody's going to act as agents for each other. And then, you know, unfortunately the last person standing will kind of have to figure it out at that point. But that's, you know, sounds, a time when like you pres- can appoint somebody else. secession. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, Okay. All right. And sometimes that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned social clubs. Social clubs. And so this is, and, and social clubs is a broad category, right? It can be everything from, you know, the guys you play pool with to, uh, you know, your brothers at the Knights at Columbus to, you know, your, uh, what do they call the, 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 the female version of the Masons, is it the Eastern Stars or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, or I you don't know, really know. I'm just agreeing. Your sisters from the Eastern Stars <laughs> or whatever else like that. And sometimes that can be a really good idea. You the have order people of the you water know from buffaloes. There. The water buffaloes. Oh, we forgot the water buffaloes. Absolutely. With yeah, and the, the grand fubah. Oh, the fubah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You could do that. And sometimes that's a good idea, yeah. having somebody that's in there. Yep. Okay. Um, maybe somebody at your church. Is that a good idea? This uh, is. To, to name somebody there and, is your, or, or name the church itself. Is right. right. And so this is something that I've been working with people and working with churches on in the area. I think that churches are uniquely qualified to fulfill this role for people. I mean, if you think about what a church is supposed to do, they're supposed to, they're supposed to be there to help people mm-hmm. when they, when they need it. They're supposed to know others. They're supposed to be a, a sense of community. And so what I work with people on is, okay, if, you, if you're going to name your church as your agent, I think that's a really good idea. But then how do we help the churches to be successful? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's talking to the pastor. And I've even helped set up uh, departments inside of churches around here where now, you know, maybe they have uh, a committee or a group that will help uh, several of the different parishioners uh, in the church that don't have agents for themselves. And remember, this is a reciprocal thing. Uh, oh, maybe you leave them a little something. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're filling out your will, maybe you do. Maybe you leave mm-hmm. the church a, a little bit extra there so that, uh, you know, they can help the next person down the line too. Mm-hmm. And this can really turn into a fantastic community thing yeah. there. And right. I, I think that that would be, yeah, that'd be a really, really good idea. Can, um, can I name... Phil Ray George, my agent. Do you do that? I, you know, I do. I you, do oh, do really? That. Yeah, yeah. I, I do do that. I was, I, I was actually being facetious, yeah. but you really do that. <laughs> I huh? do. Oh. Yeah. And so just about, so this, this kind of falls into the realms of professional fiduciaries. And um, so people do, they name their attorneys, they name sometimes their accountants or their financial planners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of makes sense if you think about it, because a lot of times if people don't have family in the area, what I do is I sit down and I have a lot of really personal conversations with these people. And so I get to know them very, very well. And, mm-hmm. and I get to know kind of, uh, what's important to them and what's not and, and how they want to be treated and what they like and what they don't like. And so I can, I can affect a, a kind of a, a positive, uh, atmosphere if they ever needed me to actually, you know, come in and work on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, other folks can do that too. And there's all sorts of levels. Like I said, from, from your attorney to, 
uh, to somebody who actually that's their only business. And there's a few of them around from guardianship services down in Seattle and all sorts of other places. Uh, but you can use professionals. The biggest question you're going to want to ask there is, you know, what do you charge uh, yeah, when you're talking right. to your professional? And a lot of times what I'll do here, Bill, is I will make sure that if maybe you layer these things, maybe mm-hmm. you say that, um, you know, I'm going to name a friend or two as my initial agent. I'll name my church as a secondary agent, and then I'll name my my lawyer as the third oh, agent, as a third up. successor. Okay, exactly. Just in case something happens. And that way you've got a really good plan in place to mm-hmm. make sure that no matter what happens, you've got somebody that will now step up uh, and help to take care of you. And, and, and at the end there, again, you've got your attorney and you've got people that, that know you and know what means well, what's important to you. Well, they said they were going to call you, so uh, make sure you do that. 360-746-7169. Uh, Phil's got that uh, one-hour free consultation. And you guys oh boy. Uh, can uh, go from there. Um, you feel like wrapping it up? Let's wrap it up. We'll do it next on uh, The Aging Hour here on KGMI. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Isn't it finally time to get your affairs in order? You've been putting it off and putting it off, but did you know more than 70% of retirement plans fail when families need them most? Don't let your family be one of the 70%. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will show you how to give yourself the best possible chance at a dignified retirement and the best possible chance for peace of mind for your whole family. That means no running out of money from uncovered long-term care costs or extravagant death taxes. No being forced out of your home against your wishes and never becoming a burden on your loved ones. Don't let a lack of planning spoil your retirement or your family's future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you won't have to worry about being one of the 70% that fail. Let the folks at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. If you're a working mom like me, you have plenty to worry about. I worry about my kids, my husband, my job, my parents, and society in general. I know I should be getting my affairs in order, but my mental load is maxed out. Well, one worry I can take off your plate is what will become of your kids if something was to happen to you or your husband. The friendly estate planning and elder law attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal specialize in listening to what is important to you so they can help you create an estate plan to avoid probate, to choose who would be the guardian of your children, and to reduce or eliminate death taxes. Let the good folks at Safe Harbor Legal take the stress out of your estate planning. To learn more, listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. on KGMI 790. We answer your questions about aging and show you a better way to think about estate and retirement planning. For more information, to make an appointment, or to access podcasts of our previous shows, you can go to www.safeharborlegal.com. That's www.safeharborlegal.com. Let us help you get your estate planning in order. Did you know that if you have a will, your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die? That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. 
If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. We are back for our final segment, uh, the Aging Hour, brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions here on KGMI. Quick reminder, we're always here. Um, you know, it seems like we're always here, always right? Always here. Uh, well, every Saturday and Sunday, 1, one o'clock, o'clock. Uh, for your convenience. Yes. Uh, and uh, you can always contact Phil Radio at safeharborlegal.com. Uh, we had a lot of good emails today. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. We had a lot of good emails today. Uh, first one is, can you help me explain, explain to my neighbor the difference between wills and trusts? And so remember, folks, wills and trusts, they basically do the same thing. They say where you want your assets to go, but they do it in a different way. If you have wills as the way you uh, divide up your assets, then that means that when you pass away, yeah. you're going to have to go through probate. And when your wife passes away, your kids are going to have to take her estate through probate. And so it's not a good time. With a revocable living trust, what ends up happening is you put all of your assets inside the trust you create, and then the trust makes it so that you can you can uh, bypass probate. You don't have to go through probate anymore. And well, you don't so want to go through probate. You don't want to go through yeah, probate. Nobody right. wants to go through probate. So the difference between wills and trusts, wills, you have to go through probate. A revocable living trust, you don't have to go through probate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just basically, you know, what do you want to do? Exactly. Your money? Do, you, do you want exactly. it easier or do you want it hard? Do you want it easier or do you want it hard? Do yeah. you want to make life easy on your family or do you want to make it hard on your family? We so. had an email yes. uh, from a, uh, I guess it was a mom. Oh, yeah. Did not like yeah. the son's wife at all. Right. And she wanted, apparently she had a pretty good yeah. estate. Yeah. And before she passed away, yep. she wanted to make sure that yeah. the daughter-in-law got stiff. Didn't get a darn <laughs> thing. Bupkis, exactly (laughs) right. Didn't want the daughter to get a a darn thing, and so what do you do? Dr. Phil, on the other side of the microphone, he suggested, well, you you just got to sit down and talk to your son. Exactly. And talk it out. Talk it out. And buck it up. Well, because you got to remember, right? This is mom, and it sounds like it's her only kid, and so you want to make sure you don't go and burn bridges to the point. No, exactly. So, and if you if you make the daughter in law too mad, she can exert enough influence over your son to where he's not coming around anymore, and he's mm-hmm. not coming over for Thanksgiving or Christmas and those kinds of things. And that's not what you want at all. And so, talk to him originally. Just uh, you know, get your feelings out there. And then at the end of the day, what you can do is you can create a trust that says. When I pass away, this inheritance, it doesn't go directly to my son. It goes Mm -hmm. into a trust for my son. And you can put any kind of restrictions on there you want. You can say that your son can only use that money to... to uh, pay for an education mm-hmm. at the University of Washington, you can say that the son can only use the money to uh, uh, to b- buy a business. Well, you, you can you say all sorts of things. You were mentioning put those in there because uh-huh. if if it's not specific, right? Uh, if the son draws it out or he gets he gets the money eventually. Right. And it gets kind of mixed up yeah. with uh, his exactly. wife. So then suddenly she's right. she can start and then she's in an on owner it, right? on it, right? Yeah. So it, and that that's yes. So if if he just takes the money and he and he he has it directly and he can do whatever he wants with it, then yeah. You be now careful. you might yeah. as well just call it the wives. And sure. so you can put it in a in a trust to make sure that it stays separate from the wife for. 
forever. We had a uh, a couple that mm-hmm. uh, did not have any kids. Uh, they they do have some friends in the area, right. but uh, no family or right. anybody else here. They right. had a pretty good estate. Yeah, uh, and they were trying to figure out how do they pick an agent to right. help them out. And this is a really good question. So initially, we talked about what an agent is, and so an agent is an overarching term for anybody that does work for you. And then you talk about the other things. A trustee is an agent who manages a trust. Uh, an executor or a personal representative is an agent who manages a will. And so finding these people, these agents who are going to work for you is, is, a, is a really big deal. And so we talked about using, you know, trying to find friends or neighbors or social groups or churches or, you know, the, your, your professional fiduciaries like your law firm. And there are good ways to approach this where you can create a uh, a list of the different agents so that, you know, no matter what happens to you, everything's, you're going to have somebody who can, who can make decisions on your behalf. And a lot of times, like we were talking about, Bill, it comes down to, let's say maybe you put your friend in as a, the initial agent and then your church in as a successor agent, and then maybe your attorney in as a, as a third agent, uh, just in case something happens. So you're covered no matter what. And yeah. so that can sometimes be a good way to do that kind of planning. But what folks have to remember out there is don't wait to start your planning until you have the agent situation all figured out. Mm -hmm. That's something when I'm sitting down and talking with people, most of the time they don't know who they want their agents to be when we first start talking. Most of the time that's just kind of a a nebulous idea out there. But there are, are tools that I use. There are through different conversations and things like that where we nail that that issue down. Mm as we work through the documents. So the important thing is to start going through your documents, to get your documents going and and working towards completion and then working on the agent issue while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Don't think you have to have the agent issue figured out before you start. Yeah, you know, all this uh, stuff that you do for everybody. I wonder how the uh, how the heck do you have time to uh, talk to groups? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems like yeah, now I, you're pretty booked up for the rest of the year, aren't you? Yeah, you I am. Yeah. Uh, pretty booked up for the rest of the year, uh, and and then we'll start uh, we'll start having new events coming up in in 2024. But what I do is it's a lot like this radio show, right? If if our goal here is to make sure that we can talk to people about how to be successful in their planning for retirement about how to uh, turn the the percentages around. Uh, And currently, more than 70% of people's plans fail when they need them the most. Mm -hmm. And so how can we we change that here in Whatcom and Island and Skagit and San Juan counties to make it so people can succeed? The best way I found to do that is to talk to them about the different options that are out Mm -hmm. there, to educate them about what their choices uh, should be and what they should be thinking about. And part of that is being here on the radio show. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the other part of that is is going out into different communities and and giving little educational seminars. And I've been proud to do this for a lot of different folks. So we've we've talked to the Bellingham Police Department. We've talked to a couple of different unions around town, uh, a couple of different businesses and local construction firms. Uh, We've talked to um, a few different uh, financial departments at mm-hmm. uh, financial planners, all sorts of people. And so what what we do is people get the their employees together that are retiring or whatever else. And again, I just come in and I give them a talk about estate planning and what they should be thinking about. 
And so if, if you have a group, whether you've got, uh, you're the pastor of a church or you have uh, a lot of employees that you want mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to have somebody talk to them about estate planning, um, go to my website, uh, scroll down just a little bit. There, you'll see a button there where you can click it with the, where, that will allow you to get more information. Um, and then, yeah, then we'll reach back out and we'll talk to you and we'll set something up or at least talk to you about setting something up where mm-hmm. we can come and talk to your folks sometime in 2024. Yeah. Uh, if you're you're thinking about uh, stuff like uh, Medicaid, Medicare, Absolutely. veterans benefits, Social Security uh, stuff, uh, wills and trusts, probate, all the stuff that we talk about here on the show. Uh, if you want to set something up with Phil, well, uh, initial free consultation. Absolutely. 360-746-7169. Again, 360-746-7169. Like you're fond of saying, you're always here Saturday and Sunday at 1. 1 o'clock. So, mm-hmm. folks, remember, you don't have to set your family up for failure in your retirement. We can show you how to set your family up for success. Nice. I'll see you next time. Let's do it. As we will. Uh, That's the Aging Hour here on KGMI.